Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro, and the Eagles on the field here at the Novacare Complex. It's the OTAs, abbreviated version, but the Eagles are on the field practicing. This ends at the end of next week, and after that, we all wait for training camp 2022 at the Novacare Complex to begin. I know that you are just as excited as I am to see what this Eagles team is all about. Really strong offseason, and a lot of additions made to the offense, obviously, but the defense has gotten quite an overhaul. And in this Eagles Insider Podcast, that is where we are going to begin. James Bradbury, a second-round draft pick in 2016 by the Carolina Panthers out of Samford. Well, he became an outstanding cornerback with the Panthers and then signed with the Giants and in 2020 reached the Pro Bowl. A two-year stint with the Giants. They release him in early May, salary cap problems. The Eagles swoop in and sign Bradbury. And it just feels like kind of the icing on the cake. Even though the offseason is not really over and the Eagles will still add to the roster, just a cherry, maybe a cherry on top is a better way of putting it to the defense. So now Bradbury comes in, and in in theory, the plan is, of course, it could change. He starts on one side. Darius Slay starts on the other side. Avante Maddox is your cornerback in the nickel situations inside. This is a very talented group of cornerbacks. Now, Bradbury met the media a couple of weeks ago. The conversation was mostly about what happened in New York. It wasn't very personal. Right here, we're going to get personal with James Bradbury. And I got to tell you, I did a lot of research leading into this. What is Bradbury all about? What makes him tick? What I found, well, at least going into the interview, was that he was a quiet, reserved, maybe even shy person who has admitted in the past that he felt nerves on the football field. Um, So he's not an outgoing guy. At least that's what I thought going in. I got him in my office, we sat down across from a desk, and had a terrific interview. So, without further ado, here on the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group, one-on-one, getting personal, with Eagles cornerback, James Bradbury. Hey James, nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you as well. Welcome to my office. Um, so, let's start with you, James Bradbury the fourth. Who's? What do you know about James Bradbury, the first James Bradbury, your great-grandfather? Is Have you ever done a look back in history at him? Um... I don't really know too much about him, honestly. Um, I have seen a picture of the second. Okay. That's about it. Will, will there be a James Bradbury the fifth? It will not. It will <laughs> not. I think um, if I have a son, if I'm fortunate enough to have a son, I'm going to let him have his own his own unique name, you know? Is it is it, um, is it tough at all to live in a legacy of names? Um, I think, for me, I'm kind of starting, like, building, like, a legacy around the name um, and kind of making it known to the other Bradbury, so it's kind of tough for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll say it's tough for me. So who's the better athlete, mom or dad? How did you get your athletic skill? Uh, I think my dad is a uh, better athlete. He played football a little bit when he was in school. Um, and then from what I'm, what I'm told, my, uh, my auntie on my mom's side, she was a pretty good athlete. So I just don't get how a guy who's been in the Pro Bowl went to Samford. So you're, you're an all-state football player in Alabama. Mm-hmm. You go to Arkansas State, mm-hmm. uh, how, two-star recruit. Like, 
how that you're big, you're strong, you had a great high school career. How that how that happened? I think it was just unique. You know, uh, when I was in school, I didn't really. When I was in high school, I didn't really like flash onto the scene and start making a lot of plays until my senior year, because uh, my junior year I played safety. Uh, I played I played okay. You know, I don't think it was enough for me to like get recognized by a lot of schools because I also went to a a smaller high school in the state of Alabama. And then my senior year, I flashed onto the scene, but it was kind of too late because a lot of big schools already had their offers out and whatnot. So I ended up at Arkansas State. And I was also, I didn't run a, a fast 40. So a lot of uh, schools kind of shot away from me because of my 40 time. And they, I was I was naturally a big guy. So I was 190 coming out of high school. So they wanted me to play safety. That's how I ended up at Arkansas State. But I didn't really want to play safety. So. I don't blame you. Yeah. Uh, so, I, so there's no grudge. There's no like chip on the shoulder feeling like, hey, I was overlooked in high school that you've carried through your career? Um, I would say... You know, um, getting like postcards and stuff back from bigger schools saying that I was too slow or I didn't think I could compete at that level, that kind of gave me a chip on my shoulder. So I would say yes. Okay. Uh, all right, James. So um, look, let's let's back up. You're an eagle here. Um, what is it like to come into a new environment, and how do you get acclimated to the locker room and be just being one of the guys? I think it's it's like starting over again, like being drafted or being like signed as a free agent. Like it's just a new team, new area, new people in the a facility. A uh, new city, so you just got to get acclimated and get comfortable being in a new environment, and that's just taking it day by day, really, and trying to get to know everyone, uh, trying to be open-minded, and just talking. Are you a social guy, sociable guy? Not really. Uh, I'm a lot more <laughs> sociable than I was when I first got into the league, I feel like, um, so that's making it better. Yeah, I, I read some stuff, like, and it's very hard to find stuff on you, that you um, admitted to being a little bit nervous early in your career, and that watching film really kind of like allowed you to get through that. Um, mm -hmm. Explain that. Um, so when I go into the field, you know, when I first started playing, even when I was in college, I didn't really watch a whole lot of film. I was just kind of going out there and just relying on my my instincts that I already had and then also you know, my physical ability. Uh, but when I got to the league, of course, everybody's good. You know, and I matched up against Julio, matched up against Mike Evans, Michael Thomas, some of the best receivers in the league. Um, that was, I had to find an edge, you know. Um, so I started studying film and it kind of started limiting uh, just the options and the routes that I would be facing just based off the knowledge of the game. And I think that's what helped me play a lot faster versus me just relying on me reacting all the time. Because if you just react to everything, most of the time you're going to be behind the play. Yeah. James, um, back to the social thing. I always thought the cornerbacks were like the cockiest, you know, most confident guys ever. Um, is that the way you are on the field? And you're just more of a kind of a quiet guy off the field? I think... Um, the similarities in me off the field and on the field. Um, I think that's what makes me a good football player, though, because I'm just, I'm just I'm thinking a lot when I'm on the field. So, like I said, I started watching film, and I feel like I'm a smart guy. I went to a went to college and got my degree, so um, I'm able to analyze and break down stuff. So that's what kind of helped me start making plays, because I was able to analyze situations on the field, and that's how I got ahead. Um, that's what gave, gave me confidence, just studying and whatnot. Was the was the film watching an urging from a coach? Was that something you did on your own? I, I would kind of think that everybody would watch film. Yeah, I mean, the coaches urged us to um, watch film. And also, my teammates, too, I, I played with, um, when I first got into the league, it was more of an older team over there. So they also encouraged us to watch film. Uh, but I also had to learn how to do it because I didn't know how to watch film. Um, I feel like it's a strategic way you need to go about watching film because it's just, it's like taking a test, you know? There's certain things you need to study for, certain chapters that you need to study for. That's going to be every chapter isn't the same. Like first and second down is different from third. Right, down. you do first and second down like one day, and then you do mm -hmm. third down, then you do red zone another day. And how much film do you think you watch during the course of a week during the season? How many hours is it even possible to quantify that? 
Uh, I don't think it's possible to quantify it because you watch a lot when you're here. Um, but I, like outside, I try to watch maybe like an hour a day, maybe. You know, a lot on Mondays and Tuesdays too, because uh, that's most time. That's when I have most of my free time. What is the mindset that you have on the field? Do you want a quarterback to throw to your man every play? I mean, I'm exaggerating, of course, <laughs> but but do, you, but do you want you want a quarterback to throw to your way a lot? I think in my, in my career, naturally, I've always been on the number one receiver. So naturally, I've always expected the ball to come my way every play. Um, so I wouldn't say I want them to throw me the ball every play, but I do want my opportunities to make plays on the ball. Uh, I just naturally expected the ball to come my way. Do you sit around with other cornerbacks and go, this is the best receiver in the game, this is the best receiver in the game, that guy's better? Not unless someone asked me, you know, but I always ask, like, receivers, like, who were the best corners they, they faced and, you know, why they think they were the best corners that they faced, what gave them trouble with them and whatnot. What answers have you gotten? Of course I've gotten uh, Darius Slay, uh, but I also try to look at guys that, like, kind of match my ability. It's kind of hard for me to – because I compliment Slay, I feel like, because he's so fast and quick, you know, but I'm more of a, a big physical guy, and I also read – I read more, like, rock concepts and stuff. So I'll, I'm not going to compare myself to, like, Richard Sherman, but – I would say my style is more like his. You know, some of the taller guys like Carlson Davis down in Tampa, a bigger corner that uh, he anticipates a lot of stuff, has good instincts. Is Richard Sherman somebody that when you were younger, before you even got into the league, somebody that you kind of looked at and said, he's really great? Oh, for sure. I would say that's, that was one of the uh, – he gave me confidence to transfer from Arkansas State to Sanford just watching his game and him coming onto the scene as a bigger corner, him playing in that cover three, um, that scheme – and uh, being a long guy, being physical, being able to go up and attack the ball. And, and also super intelligent. Yeah, super intelligent, too. So. Uh, who's, so I'll ask you, who's the best receivers in the game? Oh, uh, man, Devontae Smith hit me with a, a good route today. He got off the line. Uh, but he's really good. I would say the best receiver. I like Mike Evans. You know, I feel like he's a, a guy that's not talked about enough. Um, I mean, A.J. Brown, he's here. He's a good receiver. So like, I feel like every every team has a a great number one receiver. You know, it's just about they have, they have different skills. So you got to attack them a little differently. Uh, all right, so tell me, Eagles fans, you know, were obviously extremely excited when you signed. When I was going to ask you if they really hit you up on social media, but I looked in your social media, and you don't really do a lot. Like, your Instagram, there's only like 14 or 15 posts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't really do a ton on, on Twitter. I'm curious, why, why, why not? You're a rare player who doesn't use that platform. Mm-hmm. I think I'm very uh, picky about, like, my posts and whatnot, because I, like, somebody sent me a picture today, and I didn't really like my smile in it. So that's why I'm not going to post it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. And, you, you, and a lot of it's fashion. You're a big fashion guy? I wouldn't say I'm a big fashion guy, but I'm, I'm trying to get more into fashion, trying to be more picky about what I put on and wear. And I mean, I, 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 I love your hairstyle. <laughs> it's, is it, is, are, do you have hair or is you just keep it short? Or oh, I mean, it's hair in spots. Hair. Yeah. hair in spots. And know, how do you take care of it? I shave it with a razor. With, with water or do you use shave, shaving cream? Uh, shaving gel. Do you? So I just yeah. do it with water. Do you do it every day? Uh, not every day. I probably say every two to three days. Okay. Just depends on how it's growing. You know, if you let it grow out, what would it look like? Oh, it's gonna look bad. I'm gonna be missing it like right here on the yeah, course. Have, yeah. yeah, so I gotta, gotta keep it clean. Yeah, keep it clean. And I just I just moisturize a lot and, and you're John's sitting over here laughing about our, our hair <laughs> our, heads, our heads. I wonder though, James, like and I've got a zillion questions I'm all over the place, so I'm not particularly organized here because I'm excited to talk to you. Is there a lot of talking on the field, wide receivers and cornerbacks? Are you a big talker? No, I'm not a big talker. Most of the receivers that I played against, they really haven't like talked a whole lot of trash. No, not most of them don't. They just go out there and play for the most part. You know, of course they do stuff after the play, but it's not. Sometimes it's not directed towards you, so I just ignore it. Uh, influential people in your career, who would you name? Influential people in my career, I would say uh, Kurt Coleman, 
uh, Captain Munnellin. Kurt Coleman, yeah. yeah. For real? Okay. Kurt Coleman. Made a great career for himself. Yeah, Trey Boston. Uh, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of safeties because that's who I communicate with a lot. Um, Thomas Davis, linebacker with the Panthers. Um, even when I got to the Giants, I would say just watching uh, Blake Martinez go about his day and working and seeing how much he put into the game. Yeah, I would say all those guys. Do you think the difference in good players and great players and those who don't make the league is what you put into the game away from the building? I would say yes, that. And also opportunity. Because um, there's a lot of good players that I've been around and seen coming to the league that just didn't necessarily have as many opportunities as the next guy. Um, and that was based upon um, how much they were making, when, where they get drafted, and so on and so on. Most important lessons from James and Rosie Bradbury, your parents? My mom, she's a, a, a preacher now, a reverend. So um, she always instilled, instilled in me about faith um, and keeping God first. So I would say that's probably the most important lesson. Okay. Uh, in Carolina, you had alter ego nicknames. Samaj, <laughs> which is James backwards, and Chad. Mm-hmm. What do they mean? Um, I never really got a, a meaning, like a understanding of what they meant. You know, a lot of guys just call they just start calling me that in the locker room. And I think that was like from what you said, like I'm a quiet dude. So like when I would make big plays or when I would wear something nice, they would just call me the other name, <laughs> my, my alter ego. <laughs> they said that you were never in a bad mood. Ever, ever in a bad mood. True? Um, I would say no, nah, you can see it that I, if I was in a bad mood or not. What do you like in a bad mood? What happens? You have like another alter ego? No, nah, I was. I'm like I'm the same guy. That's why like I, I wouldn't say I hide my emotions, but you can't really tell that if I'm in a bad mood or not because I'm always the same. Okay. I stoic, like I keep a stoic face. They say. Alrighty. Um, what's it like being a Philadelphia Eagle, James? You've been here for a couple of weeks now. Um, I would say they recognize you a lot more around here. You um, mean in the city? Yeah, the city. Uh, I've been recognized a lot when when I go into the airport. It's like. And what's it like? Uh, most of the people are cool. You know, I met a guy yesterday. He's a season ticket holder. I think his name is Kyle. Uh, but we were just talking about Philadelphia. You know, people love I, their Eagles, huh? They do. They really do. And then the first, my first flight when I came in town, um, I was talking to this lady that was sitting next to me. And of course, everybody asks why I'm here because they find out I'm from Alabama. Right. And I tell them I play, I play for the Eagles. And then she announced on the on the plane. Ooh. That we have a new eagle. Ooh. Everybody, everybody started clapping and cheering. You're like, oh, no. no, no. <laughs> People rush up to you and get autographs and photos. Do they do that stuff or are they pretty respectful? No, nah, they're pretty respectful. They just go on about their day. They might look a little bit, but that's about it. Uh, characterize the games, the four games you played against the Eagles these last two years. Win, two wins, two losses. Rowdy. Yeah. Very rowdy. Um, it's just been a lot of passion. You know, of course, I can't really hear everything that the fans are saying because I try to, like, zone in, lock in, and focus on the game. But it's always been rowdy, and they always make noise, like, when it, when it's a big play or a bad play, you know, good or, good or bad. I think it's cool that you recognized, when you met the media, that you recognized Eagles fans. They were kind of, like, super psyched that you signaled them out as being a rowdy group of fans. It makes a difference, right? Uh, yeah, it, it definitely does. Um it brings just a lot of energy to the game. And it makes the game more fun as a player, too. I mean, of course, if you're on the bad end of that, you know, it sucks. But, like, when you're on the good side of that, too, it makes it even more better. All right. Boston Scott, why does he dominate the New York Giants? I asked him if he's talked crap against you. He said he hasn't yet. But in four games the last two years, four touchdowns, three on the ground, one receiving, he always has big games against the Giants. Do you watch film and go, we got to stop Boston Scott? Um, I remember he scored uh, my first year there. He, he scored the touchdown in the, the corner of yep, the end zone. Yeah. Um, Man, that's a good analysis. I yeah. didn't even realize he had scored so many touchdowns. See that? The man's got you got you got to give the man his due. Yeah, I think it's just him, and he just hates the Giants. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, t- tell me when you thought you could make it to the NFL, James. When you thought you were good enough? Um, I feel like I've always 
like when I got in college, my my college coach, he was my my position coach. He was a um, he played in the league for eight years, and he told me I had the talent and the ability to play in the NFL. Uh, but honestly, I didn't really believe it until like I got into the league and got drafted and whatnot, and I was going through the process. Or whatever. Interesting. What was it like being a second round draft pick? It was cool. You know, I was just glad to be drafted. You know, um, I didn't I didn't expect to be drafted in the second round. I was honestly expecting to be drafted later. Of course, I wanted to be drafted early, but uh, it was just surprising. You know. Uh, where are you going to live when you're here? Are you going to live in the city? Are you going to live in the burbs? Are you going to live in Jersey? Do you know yet? I'm trying to figure that out now. Um, yeah, just trying to figure that out. Okay, last one here, James. What do you bring to this defense? What What do Eagles fans have to look forward to? And what are you looking forward to? Uh, I think I just bring experience, you know. Um, with experience, you know, of course, I know how to play the game. I know how to take care of my body and whatnot. So um, I plan to be on the field every game, and I plan to make plays based off my experience. Are there any pregame rituals that you have? That we need to know about? Any music you're going to come out to? Anything that's... Say no more. Then I'm a, <laughs> If I get to pick out a song, I'm going to figure out a song. It'll probably be an Uzi Vert song, because I know okay. he's from Philly. Okay. Um, and I'm a big Uzi Vert fan. You feel so, at home? Feel good, feel like you make the right decision? You had a bunch of choices. I mean, I'm, I'm wanted here, so I feel good. You know, every time I meet a fan, they're, they're always ecstatic to meet me, and they're always excited about me being here. Um, the, the fellas in there, you know, I've, I'm able to uh, mingle with them. And also, I know Slay. Because I played against him in the past. So, I mean, he's took, taking me under his wing. We've been talking, hanging out with the, with the safeties a little bit. So, I'm feeling comfortable. Great. James, nice to meet you, man. Nice to Thanks meet you for your well. time. James Thank Bradbury, you. Eagles Insider Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did and found him to be honest and engaging and, and humble and just, just a really a modest person who works hard for his success. Just the kind of person you want to in this Eagles organization. In this week's Extra Point, the Philadelphia Eagles on Wednesday, for the 25th year, building a playground in West Philadelphia this time. And it was really a a remarkable day. It, It had really been kind of a while, right? The pandemic disrupting the playground build. The Eagles, though, uh, just didn't let that stop them at all. Not this time. James Rhodes Elementary School, 49th and Parish Streets in West Philadelphia. The entire organization there. And yes, it means something to Eagles Chairman, CEO, Jeffrey Lurie, who says this day is one of his most important of the year. A few reasons why this day is like really important to us. You know, to a football team is a football team. We know how popular football is. But the culture we really have always strived for is that we're there to service the community that we play in. Part of that is also being close with the community and schools like this. They deserve, kids deserve a safe place to play and, um, and to be important to the football team in the area. So it's a way to really kind of reestablish always the culture in our organization is to serve. It's not just to play football, it's bigger than that. And um, so when the entire organization is devoted to one thing, building a playground for kids, it's, it's more than just that. You know, it sets the tone for an entire organization and it's, I've always felt it's one of the most important days of the year for our culture and also for the community that we're able to help. It's so great to have everyone here. Uh, we haven't done it like, in, as you said, two years missing. And so, but you know what, what you really miss is the look on the eyes of the kids 
when they're in partnership with their football team, doing something to help their playground, their school, the, the, the joy in their eyes that they're special, you know? We as a team, we're always, the eyes are on us, they're special, they, you know, whether wins or losses, it's a special team, everyone loves the Eagles, but for the kids to feel that, that's what we want to be able to help. You know, them to feel they're safe and to feel that they are just as special as everybody else. Nick Sirianni had his first experience with the entire organization working together, seeing all the children, understanding what it means to a community in need. A very special day for the head coach as well. It's a great event. It just doesn't surprise me the different things that the Eagles do to get back to the community. Uh, just top-notch organization led by Mr. Lori. It's just a great thing to be able to give back to the community. I know uh, to be able to give a kids a safe place to play, a playground with cool art on the wall. Um, I think that's just, it's just, again, like I said, it's just I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it and uh, excited for the community to have, to have this new playground. I think the more things you can do together as a team, the, the closer you get. And then this right here, right with the entire building. Um, and then obviously the community of Philadelphia as well, to be able to connect with, with our fans. Um, you know, I get to see a lot of kids that are, you know, want to be a lot of these guys that are, that they're helping painting, right? And, and I think that's really awesome. So, you know, and we're competing a little bit too. Uh, I know some of the guys are having a competition. Who's, who's the better painter? We compete at everything. So, um, but again, just honored to be a part of this cool tradition. And so that'll do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Dave Spadaro with you. We're back next week. Some reaction from these OTAs that are ongoing as we tick ever closer to the big break in the summer for the Eagles players and coaches. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining me for this Eagles Insider Podcast. We love it if you rate us. We include a link in the details section of your podcast library. I want to thank Ray Doyle for his work. John Ganode from the Eagles media relations team for lining up the interviews. I want to thank Peter Kelly, Trevor Hayes, and everyone for their work in the production side of things. They do a great job. This podcast just gets better and better and better. And thanks to all of you, of course, for joining each and every episode. Everyone, thanks for joining. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly, and go birds! E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!